You are Locked On SEC, your daily podcast on the Southeastern Conference. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's happening, everybody? Welcome into Locked On SEC. Great to have you guys along. Today's show is brought to you by Rock Auto. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them Locked On sent you. On today's show, South Carolina, the first SEC school to officially send out a release. They are planning for full 100% capacity football stadiums in the fall. We'll give you the latest on that. Also, some great news for postseason baseball and softball as the NCAA has made the decision to open up attendance to a 100%. So great news for all the SEC teams headed to the postseason. And we'll also talk all things Auburn with our buddy Zach Blackerby of Locked On Auburn. CBS Sports is ranking 65 of the coaches in the Power 5. Brian Harson may be ranked a little bit too high for my liking. I am Chris Gordy. Be sure to follow Locked On SEC for free wherever you get your podcast. You'll get the latest episode of the show as soon as it comes out each and every day. All right, let's jump into it. Let's go around the conference. Boots out to the right. Makes the handball. Around the conference. South Carolina Athletic Department, in consultation with local and school health officials, currently planning for full capacity and tailgating at Williams-Brice Stadium in the fall. Masks will no longer be required at Gamecock home football games. Athletic Director Ray Tanner said in a release yesterday, there was nothing like Gamecock game day, and we are excited to welcome back all of our great friends to Williams-Brice Stadium. Fans will be uh, also be able to enjoy the game day traditions as in previous years. Since the COVID-19 pandemic forced seating to be reduced last year, many Gamecock fans were not able to take in the four new club spaces added for the season. Uh, you got full air conditioning, a full bar, and other fan-friendly amenities for the over 8,000 patrons in that section. The 2021 football season ticket plan features throwback pricing at the 2010 prices the special one-year price of $320 for the season is the same price of the last year of Shane Beamer's first stop in Columbia. So really cool they're doing that. Coach Shane Beamer said in a release, when Williams-Brice Stadium is full, there is no greater home-field advantage in college football. I'm sure some other SEC fans may disagree. He said, I look forward to running out to 2001 with our team to a stadium full of loud, passionate Gamecock fans. Of course, you know the... 2001 Space Odyssey they come out to. Uh, Promotional pricing is available now. You can get your seat selection, all that kind of stuff. But very cool. South Carolina, the first SEC school to go 100%. I'm sure many others are going to be following very soon with announcements of their own. South Carolina's home football schedule, it's a pretty good one. They open up with, uh, they get Eastern Illinois on September 4th. Their other home games include Kentucky, Troy, Vanderbilt, Florida on November 6th. That's a big one. Auburn comes in November 20th, and then a really, really big one, November 27th. Clemson renewing that rivalry that got put on hold last year. So very cool stuff over in Columbia, South Carolina, and I would expect many more SEC schools to be making similar announcements very soon. Again, they're saying planning on being 100% because, of course, things could change between now and then, but uh, vaccination levels and all that kind of stuff going on, Everything appears to be moving in the right direction to reopen. And some great news yesterday for baseball and softball fans as the NCAA made the decision to open up attendance 100%, provided that local and state guidelines allow it. Awesome news for the SEC as the league had 12 softball teams 
advancing to the NCAA tournament starting this weekend. And as many as nine baseball teams have been projected to make the NCAA tournament in baseball. Uh, of course, many of those SEC teams are going to be hosting regionals starting uh, after this week. Kendall Rogers of D1 Baseball tweeted out yesterday, it is official. The NCAA announced local and state guidelines will guide capacity limits in the baseball and softball postseasons 100%. Also, masks and distancing will not be required at the ballparks. So, tremendous news there across the SEC heading to the uh, postseason um, baseball and softball. Some player news, a a month after entering the transfer portal, former Vanderbilt defensive back Donovan Kaufman has made his decision about where he's going to play next. He'll be following his former head coach, Derek Mason, to Auburn. Defensive back will reunite with uh, Coach Mason. He started as a true freshman last fall for the Commodores, but managed to play in just two games before suffering a season-ending injury against LSU. In his limited time, he registered 15 tackles, had one pass breakup, In addition to starting in Vanderbilt's secondary, he also returned kickoffs for the Commodores. He signed with Vandy back in 2020 out of a pretty fantastic school in New Orleans called Archbishop Rommel. That's where I went to school. But uh, congrats to Donovan Kaufman going from Vanderbilt over to Auburn. Some interesting news. Two quarterbacks from the SEC working out this offseason. A lot of questions about what's going to happen with these two guys. But Bo Nix and Harrison Bailey. A video was posted by QB Country showing the two guys uh, working out this spring together. And kind of cool that uh, Bo Nix and Harrison Bailey, of course, uh, Harrison's trying to earn the starting job at Tennessee. Bo Nix is trying to improve on what was a little bit of a subpar sophomore season last year at Auburn. So both those guys working together. And we're starting to see some lines get set for the college football season. Waiting for our buddies at Bet Online to start putting some out. But uh, there's been some preliminary ones kind of leaking out on what could be spreads. And here's a few that I uh, found interesting for week one. Alabama versus Miami. Of course, neutral field in Atlanta. They've got the Alabama Crimson Tide as 17.5 point favorites against the Miami Hurricanes. It's a lot of points. They have uh, Clemson as a three-point favorite over Georgia in their game on a neutral field in Charlotte. And Ole Miss, Lane Kiffin, they open as seven-point favorites against Louisville. That game also part of the Chick-fil-A kickoff weekend in Atlanta. One other uh, line they set, LSU minus three at UCLA. Again, these are kind of preliminary. We're waiting for the official ones to come out from our buddies at betonline.ag, but Pretty interesting lines there. I, I just wonder, and, I, and I've seen a lot of people assuming Alabama's going to be big big favorites in just about every game they play. Like, I know the saving factor and the reload factor, but can we at least see Bryce Young start a full game first before we start assuming Alabama's just going to steamroll everybody once again? A lot of guys they lost to the draft last year. Can Brian Robinson repeat what Najee Harris did? Who steps up in the absence of Jalen Waddell, Devontae Smith, we know they have John Mechie and others. It's just wondering, will Alabama be uh, as dominant as they were last year? Can they go undefeated again? Can they win another national title? I wouldn't put it against them, but we also have to discuss. They have a lot of positions and a lot of things they need to replace. And there you go. That is around the conference. When we return, we're going to talk all things Auburn with our buddy Zach Blackerby, host of Locked on Auburn. Talk about their big primetime game coming up next season, week three, going to Penn State, and much, much more. That's next. 
Summer is upon us. You guys are going to be making road trips, driving to the beach, driving across state lines, and you want to make sure your car is up to date and got everything that it needs. Go to rockauto.com. They are a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. If you go to rockauto.com, you can shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of different manufacturers. They got everything you're going to need from windshield wipers to tail lamps to motor oil, new carpet, whatever it is you need. You can get everything in just a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door in the rockauto.com catalog. Very easy to navigate. Type in your make and model, your year, boom. See all the parts available for your car or truck and all the best you can pick from the prices that you prefer. Why would you pay twice as much at some of these stores across town? Go to rockauto.com com right now you could see all the parts available for your car or truck and make sure you're right locked on in their how did you hear about us box so that they know that we sent you amazing selection reliably low prices all the parts your car will ever need it's rockauto.com Run along here, Locked On SEC, and so much to get into, so much happening around the SEC world, and you know, particularly with the games being announced for opening weekend, and actually the first couple weeks, some of the big SEC matchups, and tons of stuff to get into, so I said, I got to catch up with my buddy Black, uh, Zach Blackerby, a host of Locked On Auburn, and he joins us now. Zach, what's going on? Man, not a whole lot, just kind of salivating at the idea of uh, Auburn getting some Saturday night football action uh, in Penn State. Apparently, they're doing a wideout. It's going to be must-see TV for any college football fan. Yeah, so let's start there. Uh, Auburn at Penn State, primetime, 7.30 kickoff on ABC. Uh, Obviously, Auburn will play a couple of games first as kind of tune-ups, so you know, I think it's kind of good where the timing of this game sets up so many times you get a game like this to start the season and man like I couldn't imagine them having to play that week one where it'd be like you know first game of the Brian Harson era you have no idea what this offense is going to look like and all that at least you get Akron and uh, I think it's Alcorn State as kind of gear ups to for Penn State week three yeah yeah I mean and Auburn fans have seen it a million times it seems like you either start the season with Clemson or Washington, Oregon, and it's just like, man, why do we do this to ourselves? So I definitely like the positioning a little bit more. Then you get another slower pace game, and then you you go down to LSU. And of course, uh, you and I have you, you and I have talked about that matchup before, Chris. But I think uh, I, I think it's interesting because these first two games, you know, leading into the Penn State game, it's going to be an interesting conversation amongst Auburn fans. Like, what is Brian Harson going to do? Are you going to pull out all the stops in those first two games just to make sure your team is ready and you put more things on film? Or are you, are, are you as conservative as possible? Because I think the running game and just Tank Bigsby alone is going to be able to beat some of these teams. So I can't wait to see how they handle this. I can't wait to see how they handle this in-season prep as they get ready for this because this is going to be the the maybe one of the – I don't know. Is this one of the bigger games that Brian Harson has coached in? I mean, the stakes are definitely higher for him now than they were at Boise. And I know he had some some really, you know, epic bowl games and some really gutsy calls. We all know the Statue of Liberty call, you know, at Boise State that he had. But this is going to be, you know, welcome to the show. I know it's not in the SEC, but this is big time college football. Yeah. You're not you're not at Boise State anymore. You're going on the road to a, a very hostile environment. I can't wait 
to see how he handles it. Yeah, and for factual purposes, it's uh, Alabama State in week two. So uh, Akron and then Alabama State and then – It's uh, all the same, Chris. It's <laughs> all the they, same. They, no no point, offense. Point being, they better, they better hang half a hundred is, is the point being in those two games. Yeah. But, uh, no, it's, it's going to be so much fun. But, man, like – you know, we've been so excited post-COVID world and things are starting to reopen. And, you know, we just find out yesterday that baseball and softball championships, they, you know, Kendall Rogers of D1 Baseball says they're going to open up 100%. So it's all, you know, boding well for the fall that we're going to get full stadiums and, you know, real SEC environments again. And that's awesome. But on the flip side, if you're an Auburn fan, man, going into a Pac Penn State stadium is, that's a hostile environment to go into. It's almost like you're going, hey, let's open up the SEC, but let's let Penn State stay at like 50% or something. Well, we've seen the Big Ten getting its own way before, right. so maybe they'll do it again. I'm sure Auburn fans are kind of hoping that, and you know, the SEC would love to point their fingers to their friends up north and say, up, oh, y'all did it again. The Big Ten can't do anything right. But no, I think we're going to see 100% capacity um, nationwide. I mean, with with MLB stadiums opening all the way up, the NFL has said that they're going to be at 100%. I, I think college football has to follow suit or they're just going to get chewed up and spit out. So, yeah, you're absolutely right. And then Auburn fans are instantly looking at it. It's like, oh, well, Bo Nix on the road in hostile <laughs> environments hasn't done well. So what does this mean for Auburn specifically You know, at that 6.30 Central Time matchup? That's, you know, several Saturdays from now. How's Bo Nix going to respond? And that's the big question. How different is Bo Nix going to look this year than what he looked like his first two seasons as starter for the Auburn Tigers? Because, I mean, we all think back to freshman year LSU, freshman year Florida. I mean, he really, really struggled away from Jordan-Hare Stadium. And even in some of his bigger moments. I know he won in 2019 that Iron Bowl game that featured two pick sixes and one of the most entertaining college football games I've ever watched, Bo Nix still wasn't electric by any means. He just did enough to help guys succeed, had some ridiculous catches by Sal Canell in the end zone. Seth Williams had a big one in that game as well. But it also helps when your defense has two pick sixes. So what can he do in this rowdy, hostile environment? It's going to be a wideout. It's going to be must-see college football. I don't know what Bo Nix does. It's impossible to know, and it will be impossible to know until uh, that Saturday night game rolls around. Well, this is a great transition to my next question, Zach. Uh, you know, LSU uh, in the transfer portal is their former freshman quarterback TJ Finley. Yeah, and there's been some buzz the last week or so that he's eyeing some SEC schools. We've heard, you know, Arkansas's uh, interested, Alabama was sniffing around, and Auburn, and so much so to the point that. T.J. Finley put a quote out there that he's talked with Brian Harson's staff just about every day since he's entered the portal and that they're telling him, you know, you're going to come in and compete. And he's telling these coaches, like, I don't want to come in and just be a backup. I want to come compete. How much buzz has there been around the Auburn camp that, you know, if T.J. Finley decides to transfer into Auburn in the next few weeks, is he coming in and possibly stealing that job for Bo Nix? I think the, the story that Finley wants to stay in the SEC – that is not the key story here. The story is when he's talking with reporters and he had a he had a very interesting sit down with AL.com and they're asking him questions like, all right, do you want to stay in the SEC? And his response is, yeah, I would like to. And I think I can go to Auburn and beat out Bo Nix. And it's like, oh, really? And so this guy is not just coming out of the blue and saying that. I don't think. I don't think he is. And so then it kind of begs the question, 
what is Brian Harson telling this guy? Right. They're communicating that much. Is he saying, hey, man, I know uh, I know he's been the starter for the past two years, but Bo Nix may not actually be the guy. We'll see. Right now, you know, he, there's an established pecking order, and pecking order has been the, the, the verbiage that he has used to describe, you know, the depth chart at the quarterback position. It's been a pecking order. But I don't think Finley's just coming out of the blue and saying this stuff. I think it's part of the sales pitch from the Auburn coaching staff. And to me, Chris, that is extremely telling. Extremely telling. More with Zach Blackerby right after this. Bet online, the fastest and easiest way for you to bet on all your sports action. We are in the midst of the start of NBA playoffs. We've got the play-in games going on, and uh, we've got the NBA playoffs happening. What are you waiting for? You know you want to get in on the action. we got MLB going on just about every night, UFC, golf, all of it available for you at betonline.ag. Before the next game, Head over to Bet Online. You can do so on your laptop or mobile device. Check out all their great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, contest info, and the best of all, if you head over there right now, you can sign up and get a 50% welcome bonus. That's 5-0, welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use the promo code LOCKEDON. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, all caps. You use that, you're going to get 50% welcome bonus. You can do, even do it on your mobile device. Just head to betonline.ag right now. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. This is your chance to get into the game. Bet online. They are your online sportsbook experts. Roll along here, locked on SEC, talking all things SEC. Continue our conversation with uh, Zach Blackerby, host of Locked on Auburn. And Zach, I wanted to touch on, you know, Auburn's been very active, to say the least. You've got guys that have been entering the transfer portal on the way out and some guys that have been coming in on their way in. And one guy that uh, news just came out a couple days ago, defensive lineman Tony Fair is coming up to, to Auburn. And everything I've read about this kid is, man, this kid should be a contributor from day one as soon as he steps foot on Auburn's campus. What's the buzz around Tony Fair. I think people are excited about him. You know, his his college football story is very very interesting. Did the JUCO thing up in Indiana and he he suffered a really bad concussion, so played a year, took a year off, then returned back to college football and then eventually found his way at UAB. Chris, he was a part of the 2015 signing class. Think about that. For Auburn fans listening, I mean, Carrion Johnson was in that signing <laughs> class, which is amazing to think about. It's like, how is that possible? But, you know, with, uh, with you know, taking a year off of injury and this weird COVID year that doesn't count and all that, it's just kind of amazing to think that that's even possible. All these guys that are in the 2015 signing class have been in the NFL for like three years, it seems like. It's very, very odd. But this is a, a, an older guy, obviously. You know, he, he's got a fiance. He's got a child. They're moving from Birmingham to Auburn. And you can tell this guy is saying, okay, I have one more season to put something really impressive on tape against better opponents so I can go to the NFL. And I think his approach to the game is going to be huge for Auburn's defensive line room. I I really do. And this is really a defensive line that they've got two super seniors with Tony Fair and, and Tyron Truesdale. But then, like all the other guys on this defensive front, they've only been there for like two seasons. So I think the leadership and the poise and the approach that he's going to bring is going to speak volumes. Also, this is a 300-plus pound man that moves very, very well. And you know he, he's got a great first step. 
He plays low. His pad level looks fantastic. I think there's a lot to love about Tony Fair. Auburn fans are going to really, really like this guy. I start to look at it, Zach, and, and you correct me if I'm wrong, but like the one question mark I have is on that D-line, if this guy can come in and be a contributor from day one and, and really help them out, I feel pretty good about the linebackers in the secondary. Now, you know, does the secondary have chance for improvement? Yes, but I love bringing back Smoke Monday and, and Roger McCreary and those guys back there. Like, is in your mind, is that the, the one question mark? Is, is it the D-line? If they can get pressure up front, this could be a really good defense? Yeah, yeah, and where Derek Mason is, you know, what he's kind of brought to this new-look Auburn defense is, okay, it's essentially going to be like a, a you know, a 2-4 Front and he's going to have two edge linebackers play the edge. You know, you're going to have a stand-up defensive end and and all of that. And there are guys where you can kind of talk yourself into, okay, he's going to look good in that position. But then the question is, those two interior defensive linemen, what do those guys look like? And we've kind of answered what it may look like on early downs, but in pass rushing situations, I'm not exactly sold on what they're going to do quite yet. I think he's going to have to use scheme and certain kind of fancy blitzes to, to generate some sort of pass rush consistently over the course of the season. But yeah, I mean, from a linebacker standpoint, Auburn may have the best linebacking group in the SEC. And I know, you know, there's some folks in Tuscaloosa and Athens that may say, hey, hold on. But <laughs> I really, really like what Auburn has uh, at the linebacking core. And then, and with the defensive backs, I mean, they've done some good things with the transfer portal, and that's going to be a story of this offseason for the Auburn Tigers if the defense does all come together. But, uh, I, yeah, I mean, if the defense can elevate its game, I think uh, I think the defense could be really, really strong for Auburn. Yeah, Derek Mason's looking around going, man, I got more talent here than I had in all my years at Vanderbilt. Uh, Not even close. <laughs> uh, Zach, last thing I wanted to get into, and, and I wanted to have some fun with this, CBS Sports is putting out rankings of the top 65 coaches in the Power Five. And okay. before they release their top 25, they've released their 26 through 65. And so I said, all right, let me see where the SEC coaches rank here. And I think like Shane Beamer, 65. And so, you know, kind of running through it. And I'm looking for Brian Hartson, and I'm looking through the – 50s and then I'm looking through the 40s and I'm like well surely he's in the 30s it's still no Brian Harson. I'm like well where do they have Brian Harson? is he unranked like do they just think he's not going to be a good power five coach and I guess this is mainly based off of what he did at Boise State but they have Brian Harson ranked 27th overall but he's never coached in the power five before and you're ranking the power five coaches what do you make of that ranking Brian Harson, the 27th best power five coach that's interesting. I hadn't seen that list, but that's probably higher than I would have guessed. I would have kind of done the same thing that you would have done, Chris, as far as looking at them in different places. So that's interesting. That's very, very interesting. I, you, you can make the argument that, you know, the guy wins everywhere he's been, but he hasn't been at this level yet. I mean, the only really power five action he has is when he was an offensive coordinator for Texas. And they were pretty good. They were pretty good there, and he was. They, they were pretty good offense as well. And quarterbacks got better under his time there. But I, I'm there with you. I'm there with you. And, and Boise State did fine when they played Power Five foes, right? And so, like you know, maybe they're looking at that from a win percentage standpoint because it's actually pretty good. But uh, yeah, that's that's higher than than I would have said for sure. Yeah, I just I was very surprised. I mean, good for him. I mean, if, reason for Auburn fans to be optimistic, but I was like, man, 27. All right, let's see what he does at Auburn. Absolutely. All right, all right Zach, as we wrap up, anything uh, you want to hit on that we haven't hit on yet? 
just, you know, uh, I mean, we're, we're covering all kinds of transfer portal news for the Auburn Tigers over on Locked On Auburn. Would, uh, would always appreciate you guys' ears. Awesome. Zach Blackerby, Locked On Auburn. Thanks so much, man. Hey, thank you, Chris. All right, that's going to do it for this edition of Locked On SEC. Thanks so much to Zach Blackerby for joining us. And uh, remember to uh, check out Locked On Auburn and all the podcasts you can find along the Locked On Podcast Network. Tons of great SEC podcasts you can find. And, uh, and of course, Peter Bukowski, who hosts Locked On Today with all the latest topics going on in the sports world. You can find that uh, Locked On Today wherever you find your podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm Chris Gordy. We'll be back tomorrow talking all things SEC right here on Locked on SEC.